Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Ed Arlene's Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, Reiki, meditation, anything in that realm. Today we are talking about uh, spirit guides and in particular we are talking about um, our spirit guides or spirit helpers that are within the animal realm. And this is going to be something we decided this season we're going to sprinkle through is talking about different types of spirit allies that um, we have and especially now because it seems like more people are starting to call on these helpers in the non-physical realms. Uh, or at least that's what appears on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> from from the, the lens of the world that we're seeing, that's what seems to be the trend. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like, it could be that, you know, you keep hearing, like, oh, the veil is thin, and oh, we're going through all these transitions. It might be that there's, like, more desire to connect with the non-physical realms because people are becoming aware that we have a, a team of of helpers that can really like facilitate in making your life a lot easier. <laughs> I think that people are realizing there's more than just this 3D. Yeah. So um, that being said, that we are going to talk about this stuff. Uh, let's get a couple definitions like out of the way. Now, the interpretation of spirit guide is something that's been kind of like shifting, it seems. Uh, it used to be that spirit guides were, are um, spirits that make up your spirit team that you'll often hear us talk about, and they incarnate with you um, here. Like they're here to help you specifically and you on your life path. There's different types of them depending on what you're here to do, what you're working on. They come in and out to help you depending on what phase you're in. You'll have some guides that are with you uh, for your whole life. And um, I don't know, they kind of, there's a variety of them. They can be, it can go from like ancestors to, um, can go into you having a guardian angel. There are different uh, spirits different types that make up that team that you have. But the difference between, like, say, the guardian angel on your spirit team and an archangel is that an archangel is here for the collective. So, yes, you can call on that archangel specifically, but that archangel is not yours. It's not your guardian angel, though it can act as a guardian angel in ways, like protecting you, like Archangel Michael... They can call in the angels for you, but they are not yours specifically. No, they can choose to help you and work yeah. with you for an extended period of time, but that's not necessarily... There's no soul <clears throat> contract with you no. or anything like that. Whereas your guides on your own spirit team want to help you specifically. <laughs> well, they're assigned to help you from yeah. incarnation. Yeah. They're like interested in your soul development. Um, it's a part of their soul development and their their journey as well so it's they're also the safest for you to communicate with because they have your best interest in mind as opposed to calling on various other spirits that could potentially be an ally the ones that are your spirit guides are definitely going to be the spirits that you want to contact before you start reaching out into the other plane so it's oftentimes um you know people will get to know uh, you know, if you're doing shamanic journey and you might get to know your, you, you hear the term power animal, but that's going to be a guide that assists you and keeps you safe while you're doing these journeys. Um, so you would want to have that spirit with you first. Um, 
Now it's oftentimes people will have like a gatekeeper guide like we all have that kind of helps with who gets in, who gets out. So, um, you know, you can get yourself acquainted with that type of guide and then you have like your main one. Another thing that people often like kind of confuse sometimes is that there's a familiar that you can have, especially if you're a practitioner, you'll hear that term. Oh, my familiar and you'll, you'll like apply it to your cat or your dog, but a familiar spirit the witch's familiar spirit was a spirit that helped them with their magic. And then it, during the witch trials and everything, it got linked to their like pets <laughs> and they start like killing them. So that, <laughs> <Fun fact. laughs> that like um, term like familiar has also been something that's evolved where now we just think that, Oh, it's our, our pet. Now um, that doesn't mean that your animal ally in the physical form isn't going to be helping you with your magical practice and there probably is overlap so if a lot of people are listening to this and they're like no my cat is my familiar I'm not saying it's not I'm just saying that this stuff has evolved and that it was known that you it was like this so you there's a thing called a familiar craft you can actually look into if you are a magical practitioner and you want to develop that relationship with your familiar um and like I said not to say that you're animal ally which is your pet won't help with your spiritual work or that isn't a familiar i'm just saying that they're it's evolved these things are evolving and so that gets me back to the term like spirit guide and spirit ally right now we're seeing a lot of people who are calling spirits that were traditionally their own thing that you called on for help being lumped in with the spirit guides and um, it can be misleading because it makes it can make you think that that spirit is yours and beholden to you, <laughs> and like, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and it's fine if you call, say, your deity a spirit guide because they are guiding you. And we're gonna get have an episode about deities. Yeah, this is from our understandings. So. Believe what you want to believe. Exactly. It's your practice, yeah. so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, if um, you choose to believe that Archangel Michael is your... Your main. Your main main dude, then cool. That he might be your main. We're just saying that he's not yours exclusively. No. Um, that's the difference between, like, your guardian angel and your... I feel like with, with, with like, religion and stuff, a lot of things get, like... Muddled. Muddled yeah. up. And then the way, like, like, another thing that happens, too, is a lot of times will, like... Um, and you can see this a lot on, like... And we go back to social media. Um, you might have like a prominent figure who has their own way of like teaching and doing stuff, and then they like will teach it a certain way, and then people who don't know or have it or that's like their first experience in that whatever that realm is, they think that is what it is, and then they like will just run with whatever that prominent figure. So there is like a person that I'm like studying, um, and she calls <clears throat> any spirit that helps you your guide. And she also has made it clear that that's her interpretation of it and that, you know, most people kind of fall in line with what we're saying. Um, So because there are people who are calling some of these other spirits spirit guides because they do guide you, it's starting to muddle what the difference is between like your set spirit team versus your spirit allies that you can connect with and bond with. And you could form a relationship with and they could be with you like your whole life. Or they could, like, come and go. That's something else. A lot of times these helpers will come and go. So sometimes people will get upset because they have this guy that they've been working with, like a spirit ally. And then they, like, okay, well, my time with you is done. Because they're helping you grow and move. And they don't have a set, like, contract with you or a, um, you know, whatever that may be. But um, anyway, so 
we, we plan on doing an episode on the different types of spirit allies. Or yeah, spirit to break guys. it down further. Yeah, You're whatever you want to, like, call it yeah. is what we're trying to say, that um, these terms have become more interchangeable. Mm. Um, today, we're just going to focus on animals a bit. And before we get into it, do you want to tell them where they can find us at? So you can follow us over on Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, TikTok, at Ed Arlene, and Twitter, at EdPro underscore PGH. We tweet a lot. Um, and then you can go to our YouTube channel, like and subscribe, and get our Raking Fuse videos that we post almost every single day. And then you can go to our website, edarlene.com, sign up for our email list to get a free Reiki session. Okay, guys, this is an ad. We believe in supporting small business, and today we're talking about the small business called Garage Cats. They make 100% organic handmade lip balm using hemp and cocoa butter. It smells amazing. It lasts for a very long time. They use eco-friendly paper tubes. They're pretty much awesome. If you are interested in supporting this business, you can find the link below or go to garagecats.etsy.com. We just want to take a quick moment to invite everyone listening to check out our shop at edarlene.com. If you like what we do, it is one of the easiest ways to support us. Plus, you will get our awesome handcrafted 100% vegan soy candles, our prints, books, oracle cards, and book a Reiki session. All of this can be found at edarlene.com and linked in the show notes. So we are back. Now, um, before we start talking about the animal guides, we want to mention that um, this is just like a general understanding of it. This is our understanding. And if you are part of a practice, follow what your practice teaches because there's no wrong. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. There's just like, do you? However you want to, yeah. however the, this stuff is presented to you is how you're supposed to or however it resonates for you yeah yeah um is how you're supposed to take it um we're just talking yeah we're just talking about it and this is um you know a lot of this stuff is coming from like various traditions being like muddled together I yeah feel like um from like reading a bunch of stuff and yeah. like, oh okay <laughs> so this is like how people interpret it but you're we're talking mainly from your training from my training yeah, yeah. not um yeah that's where we at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I learned. <laughs> um, so the animal guides were something that, like, initially I was kind of apprehensive about. Like, not that I didn't want to, like, connect with my animal, like, allies. It's just there's a lot of different, like, spirits and mm. stuff. And sometimes you can get, like, overtaken with other ones that seem cool. <laughs> so the animal allies versus um, your spirit animal. Um. So, Okay. No, I'm still, like, wrapping my head around the animal guides and animal allies. Mm. So this is something that could evolve as I learn more. Um, and something that, yeah, pretty much what I'm saying, it could evolve. But from what I understand right now, you everybody has a set, um, just like we were saying earlier, like, spirit guides. You have these, like, animal spirits that are here to help you with your soul journey they're like a part of your spirit team and they work a little bit differently than how we're used to our like uh, spirit guide working but they come in and out of our lives during 
with what we need. But you can also, just like with other spirits, you can have various archetypes come to you to help you with certain things, depending on what the divine um, sees that you need. And um, oftentimes, too, something that our spirit team will do is they will call in help for us. If we So if we, like, ask for assistance, you know, that you have to, with everything, you have to give them the okay to, like, help you. And um, so if you're like, oh, my spirit guides aren't helping me. Oh, my gosh. It's because you didn't, like, let them. So you, whatever you're working on, you can ask them for help. And if you don't know which spirit guide or angel or whomever to call on, you can ask them this issue in finding the right spirit that will help you with whatever you're trying to achieve. Because um, they have specialties. Mm-hmm. It's like that across the board. Um, so with animals, there's different um, ones that might be helpful. So you could potentially have like your, a spirit guide ask certain animal spirit to come in and help you um, theoretically. But from what I understand, we all incarnate with like a set number that help us with our path. So it depends on, there's four um, types um, that we like main like so, like areas that they help us with. And then there are allegedly nine different spirits, which we can break down in a minute. And then we'll also talk about a cool thing you can do with finding your animal, like finding your mm-hmm. animal's ally. Uh, one thing that I think is really cool about the animal realm when it comes to spirits is that um, if you have physical manifestations of that, don't take it for granted. And there's wisdom with the physical manifestations of, so like your pet, there's wisdom with your pet. You can connect with your pet. Um, they could be a part of that spirit team of yours. So if, if you're drawn to a certain type of animal, does that fall under this too? Yes. Okay. So some of the ways you can, like some of the hints or ways that you know what your spirit animal, like your spirit ally that's in the animal realm is, is um think, think about like, um, an animal that you're extremely drawn to, like you just have an affinity for it. An animal that you are terrified of is another good one, because that often will tell us our shadows. Um, another way to tell is if you constantly have that animal come up in your life. Um, so if you're dreaming about that animal, if you're seeing its imagery everywhere, uh, it could be like... Um, for example, let's say foxes. It could be something with foxes where, like, you keep seeing it on everything. You have dreams about foxes, and then, like, you open your door and there's a fox outside of your house. So they usually say not to ignore any of those physical manifestations because it could mean something. Because how often, like, especially in, like, cities and in the Western world and stuff, how often are you coming across animals that's just, like, in your face, just, yeah. like, there? And obviously, there's going to be animals in your environment, like natural environment. So take that into account, because not every pigeon you see is going to be like, <laughs> like you know, represent like a message. Your, yeah, yeah. But if you like, like you'll know whenever there's something spiritually connected to it. Like if you'll know. So if you like never see crows, never see crows, and then you know, you see one standing in front of your house and it's like locks eyes with you. Like maybe there's something <laughs> there. Um, or, it, or like where we live, if we were to see a, um, like a fox, for example, walking down the streets, not that we wouldn't see foxes. It's just, it would be uncommon 
because we live in this urban environment. Especially if it's like just sitting there. You look yes. at your front door and there's a fox on, like right sitting there, just not moving, staring at you. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that can mean something. <laughs> now, I mean, the, you ha- you'll know what these like symbols mean based off of like the spirits you're trying to connect with too. Because I know that there are other spirits that could have associations with animals. But if it's spirit animals in particular, like this is stuff that you know, even though you say like, oh, I don't, I don't. Like you definitely higher self. Like <laughs> like you know what resonates. You know what feels like a spirit mm-hmm. message. Because everybody's familiar with spirit with um like your spirit animal. Yeah. Like people, I don't. Know, everybody's familiar, but people recognize that term. Yeah, because it's all over yeah. the media. It's all over, yeah. um, often linked to a lot of shamanic practices. Mm-hmm. So another way would be uh, during meditation. If you see an animal, it could be giving you a message. Animal messages can be hard to understand sometimes because it's a different way of communication. But the more you connect with your animal guide, the more you'll understand. And um, the best way to do that would be through meditation. Uh, one way you can find your animal guide or who's stepping forward is um, now I did one once with the chakra where it helped you figure out what animal was helping with what area um, of your life, but through the chakra system. And how the you can do it that way, or you could just set the intention to meet one of your animal allies, your animal spirit guides, or it could be like for a specific topic. Um, But however, whatever animal pops up in your head first is probably that guide or delivering that message. And that animal can be something as small as an ant. It could be something as mystical as a unicorn because those fall into that realm as well. Mm. And we'll see an overlap with the um, elemental fae realm. Uh, which we're going to do an episode on exclusively on those spirits. Yeah. I feel like we have to do break it down for a lot of these. Yeah. yeah. Right now, it's just like a quick like This boom. is a quick one. Yeah. And then once you get into the mystical creatures, they're going to have their own like bag. But technically, a dragon can fall into one of your animal allies. So the characteristics of those allies is going to give you information about yourself things you need to like work on or thing that need healed or what they are helping you with so um you know if you were to have um let me like find an example actually uh let's say it's uh, a bear we'll talk about bear that's one of our best friends like i would say it's one of his animal allies yeah um spirit allies but it it can represent like the primordial mother and like seeking knowledge and then think of like the attributes of a bear like the strength and that type of thing so another thing with these animal allies is there also can be based into like categories if it were land air water what am i missing air fire land, fire yeah and then the, those can like talk about like the kind of energy that they're helping you with as well and then we didn't say mention this yet but aren't there well we know why am i saying aren't there mm-hmm. That there are other energies that can show up as a animal. Um, yeah. Just to, like, you know, certain gods, goddesses. Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. No, for sure. Like, back to the foxes. I'm pretty sure Loki comes as a fox Mm -hmm. occasionally. Um, you can see... Odin. Yeah, Odin. Well, Odin has two crows. Mm -hmm. And his crows can sometimes show up. See you. Um, Hecate is often associated with dogs. Um, Hades... 
as well. Um, trying to think of some of the other associations. I can't think of anything offhand. Those are the main ones I can think of. So sometimes those they will send in those. Well, yeah. Well, even Fenrir, you know, that's Loki's son. Yeah. He'll be a, a wolf. They'll send <laughs> in, they'll send those energies in to get your attention or to remind you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so depending on the um, deity or the spirit, it could be that they take on the physical manifestation of of that animal, um, or if they have like a pet. So when I say like. Some of them are that animal. So Fenrir is a wolf. Yeah. You know? So if you, so that's one thing. Or if they have like a pet. So you think of Hades has dogs. Mm. Um, and then you think of Hecate's also, like I said, mm. dogs. Um, the Egyptian goddess with Beset. house cats, Beset. Um, sometimes, like you said, they can have those come in and you know, you're like, oh. And another thing, uh, uh, Faith realm, they can come, come to you as the animal as well okay. sometimes. So... Um, if you're connecting with a fae, you might see a bird, and it might be they take on that physical manifestation of a bird. But the animal ally itself is the spirit of the animal. And you will probably, I believe you'll know the difference between a deity manifestation, an elemental slash fae. I have like, come, I have, I have theories about the <laughs> my thing. Um, well, that's why we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, we'll just say Feyrom. Yeah. Um, and then you know your animal, and I I would assume that it feels different. Uh, I don't think I've had I've had deity um correspondences, but I don't know if I've had like one manifest as that for me. So I wouldn't be able to say if it felt different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I've had, like, when it comes to the Fey realm, that's a little dot different, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know. But just, like, the spiritual realm, not, you know, just spirits. Like, sometimes our deceased relatives can send in... Oh, yeah, um, yeah, no. Can send in little, what, what do you call them, key cards? You want to call that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, key card or signals to show, like, so you might see, like, a robin... Or a crow or whatever, if it's associated. But you you will know in your heart. Yeah, so, like, you're, like, a correspondence or a signal is something that either you establish with that spirit or the guide. Or you know in your heart, like you said, that that, like, let's say hummingbirds. Let's say you have a relative who loved hummingbirds. They would know if they manifested a hummingbird, you might feel their presence. But you'll know, because, like, for example, when you see the hummingbird you'll think of, like, your Aunt Martha, and you'll be like, oh, she's here with me. Yeah. As opposed to seeing a hummingbird and be like, I don't know what this is. But if it's an animal spirit, that hummingbird will probably show up in your dreams, and they'll probably try to impart wisdom without ever shaking that form. Um, There's not going to be another layer. So let's say we mentioned deity correspondences. Let's say you see, we'll use crows because that's, like, obvious. Let's say you see two crows. You've seen these two crows. Um, If you're thinking Odin with it, then it's probably Odin yeah. related. You have to use your own discernment and yeah. trust yourself. Yeah, your intuition. Yeah. Um, and you'll have other things that go with it. So let's say we'll go back to Aunt Martha reference. If it's Aunt Martha, you might also smell her perfume. Yeah. You know? Or That's um, something we should we talk about that in another episode. Just I talking think we about like ancestors. Ancestors yeah. and some of the or just deciphering spirits mm-hmm. like that might be around you. Yeah. And it falls into like the Claire's. Yeah. You know? Let's uh, backtrack to the four different types of categories of animal guides. Okay, category one. Category one is going to be the messenger, okay? Okay. Um, So the messenger will come in and and out of your life only when they have a message, and it'll be, like, quick. 
and they're not gonna like hold your hand through it or anything they're just gonna be like this is what you need to know it's kind of cool too because if you know that that specific animal is there to deliver you like some sort of knowledge and when you have that archetype coming through you'll be like okay i need to stop and listen now the messenger will keep coming depending on how much information you need to like receive or what you're what you're going through and it can also interchange so it doesn't always mean that that said animal spirit is going to be the same depend it all depends on what you're going through so when you're a kid you might have dolphin messenger spirit but then when you get older it might shift into something else as your life has changed mm -hmm. um and now that leads us into category two which is going to be the shadow and that is also um similar to a messenger spirit but they are about the lessons you need to learn that you have been ignoring and the thing about them is that they can they were gonna, are going to do what it takes to get you to understand that lesson and it can be uncomfortable and it can be through fear so <laughs> <laughs> um like say a nightmare or Something's going to like get your attention that might make you a little bit uncomfortable because you're not getting, you're not going into these shadows. So one, like you are going to be forced to face your shadows, whether you want to or not, because if you don't like go through some of these healings, I feel like you start, it just, you get sad. It compiles yeah. until it bursts. The tower. The ta we always say it's in the podcast. Tower. Yeah. You either knock your own tower down or it, the universe will do it for you. Yeah. And I feel like throughout the process of it, like sometimes it seems like, oh my God, how, why did this happen? How? Yeah. What? It, it's been a process for a long time. Sometimes. Sometimes it's just like abrupt towers that fall. But yeah. most of the time there's a lot of things that lead up to it. Because mm -hmm. they don't... Our, our teams don't want us to suffer. Yeah. So do do the shadow work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're, you're your animal um, spirit that helps you with the shadow, they will bring up truths. And like it's so that you should never ignore them. And they often will come in when you're being tested um, to give you guidance. You could like... If you are like doing shadow work you could probably meditate on that ally who's helping walk through that darkness with you and again they can come in any form so it could be as intense as a dragon or it could be as small as a caterpillar it all depends on what you need like to learn so let's say that shadow is involving you stepping into your power fully and stop playing small it means that you might have a really intense like aggressive more aggressive animal but if it's something that deals with you becoming more grounded, it could be something that involves the earth, something smaller. So never ignore them, though. Uh, then you're going to have an animal. This is three. This is number three, number three, yeah. This is like the journey, um, the one that helps you with your journey. And they show up when you are like at a fork in the road or whenever you're trying to like make decisions. They kind of step in to help you. They're like a traveling companion, and this is the animal that will also um, act as like a protector and um, you can call on when you are doing some of your spiritual journeying. Uh, they might show up to you if you're doing like a spirit guide meditation. They might show up as that like gatekeeper protector ally as well. Best way to say is they're like a companion through what you're going through. And then you're going to have the fourth one and it's like a life animal. And this is the one that stays with you your entire life. And what they do is they remind you of the inner, your inner power and your oneness with um, nature. Um, they're like that connection to nature. 
and also who you are like to the core and they're going to be with you all the time so like you could do a spirit guide meditation where you're trying to meet one and it's that life animal that comes through uh now we touched on the nine different archetypes that there are and this is just one interpretation there are plenty of very you know different ones and honestly the best way to know is for to go within and meditate on your own and get a clear picture of what your animal animal team looks like and so uh it's said that most of us between the ages of 30 and on have met the bulk of our nine spirit allies which is kind of cool huh interesting yeah and you know it's funny so i did a a thing where i wrote down all the animals that resonated with me um throughout my life and like what those like cat areas in my life were kind of like mm. and i broke down the animals i feared too and it's funny like it's easier to do than you think and you don't really you don't get that many i'm sure some people who really like animals <laughs> will have like a huge list but like think of the ones that like always stood out to you so i had like um elephants always have crows um obviously cats Cats we love raise. cats. <laughs> um, you know this by now. We love cats. Love cats. <laughs> love them. Um, uh, what, there were a couple other ones that I'm trying to remember. I wrote, I like did a list compiled all of them. It was like spiders. They scared sloths. me. Not sloths. Not scared. Are. No, I'm saying sloths did one. Oh, for, I'm talking about myself, man. Yeah. I like sloths a lot. Yeah, so that could be. So anything <laughs> that you like really like or just like, oh, I have this like really strong affinity for or like have some sort of like. I don't know. When we when earlier, like when we say like you might have a fox in your front yard, like you go through life and you don't pay attention to all the things that are surrounding you. So if something sticks out, pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, definitely. So, um, all right. So we're gonna go into the nine Look at this animals. Guy. Um, sometimes they refer to as totems. So you have one from the east, and your east guide is the one um, that helps you with spiritual challenges and guards you while you're on your path to illumination. Then you have one on the south that brings you trust, balance, and protects your inner child. The west leads you to your personal truths. And these are the ones that are deep down inside. So see how we're going to those archetypes? This will be one of the shadow ones. Um, the north is going to be the animal that's very wise and helps you with discernment and helps you with speaking. And it reminds you of how blessed you are and how to bestow your blessings to other people. Above is going to be, uh, it connects you to like the universe. It brings your dreams to your experience. Um, this is the one that helps you when you're in like the sleep state. The below is going to bring lessons from the earth. Helps to ground and balance you. Within that animal brings your heart's desires. Um, it gives you strength. This is also one that helps you with your, you know, dream space. Helps you recognize your own power, that, that type of stuff. Remember we were talking about life, animal. Um, the right side is going to be like the male energy of you. Um, it's going to be like a father-like spirit. It's also a protector. It gives you courage, energy. All that like male like energy. And then the right or the left side is going to be feminine. It's going to protect like the, the feminine energy within you. It teaches you like how to nurture yourself and others. Love. Divine Feminine, mm-hmm. I'm sure we're all familiar with. Um, I think that's all of them. I think I did nine of them. Um, and you can learn through meditation the various types. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to know what animal ally, let's say, is helping you um, guard you, that's what you would set the intention for in meditation. Mm-hmm. Like, who's my protector animal? Yeah. Um, and that would also correspond with the East Totem if you were following that 
um, nine. But like I said, this is all up for interpretation, and everyone's experience is going to be different. Yeah. Um, but if you wanted to like deepen that, you would meditate on each of those um, archetypes. Mm-hmm. How do you feel whenever the animal shows up? We'll tell. That's how a message might come for you from that animal. What's the animal look like? So, um, if you let's say a horse, for example, let's say is the horse running free? Is the horse stomping its feet in frustration? Is the horse sitting down? You can like tell like, okay, this is what this animal is helping me with. Mm. And because the horse is stomping its feet, it's like knows I'm frustrated and I need to like, or let's say it's running free. It means that the horse is helping you with that energy that it's moving free. It's in balance, Mm. like whatever. And then once you like see that animal, that's whenever you would do research also in to what that animal might mean additionally. If there's an animal that you are have an affinity for, like meditate on that animal. And what does that mean for you? What is it? What are the attributes of the animal that you like? You know, what does it mean? Yeah. So I mean, like, if it's like an animal that's you've always loved, that probably could be indicate that it's one of your life guides. And the best thing you could do is connect with it always. Um, well, we always say like our yeah. teams and stuff that and energies that want to help us. We they are like us to a certain yeah. degree. So what about that? animal do you do you are you afraid of what about the animal do you love yeah and so then we reflect it in your life no yeah, yeah definitely and it but you know don't you do not want to discard the weird ones too like if you're afraid of snakes and you have a thing with a snake come in like you're meditating and a snake shows up that means something so it could be unlikely animals things that like You'd be like, why am I doing a spirit guide meditation? And there's literally a cockroach in my meditation. Like that roach <laughs> might mean something. Yeah. Um, and be giving. It might be a very powerful messenger, um, giving you very like wisdom. I just had the thought. I was, I was gonna. It's silly. You might probably cut it. But I was saying, I think in my head. Um, what if some of these animals that we're afraid of are because, like, you got bit by a snake in a past life, boom, done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, this is the stuff that you'll know. Like, you're going to know the difference between if you sit in the space long enough. Some people will get it immediately. It's the idea of not, like, just let your intuition tell you things. Don't let your normal self, your ego self, whatever, kick in. And you know it's kicked in when it starts filling you with doubt about it. So if you are in meditation and you see the snake in meditation, is your first thought related to past life stuff? Like, is it fear because, you know, like, there's some sort of trauma association? Or is there fear just because it gives you the creepy crawlies and it's telling you that there's an attribute in that animal that you're, you need to be embodying and you're afraid to step into that power? But that's something that your intuition will tell you. Like, you'll know out the gate. Because... The doubt isn't you. Like, oh, that is you. That's, like, your ego. But that's not, like, the magical part of you. That's not your higher self or your intuition or your spirit guides. The doubt's just your ego or what have you talking. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to rationalize stuff that you can't rationalize. Yeah. And uh, the more you practice that, the more you'll start to know the difference. Mm-hmm. You can see it show up in your life. Because there's physical manifestations of that type of thing. I just watched a documentary about an artist and he was saying he lets his intuition like run everything. And what it means is he like seeks his inner wisdom for situations and it saved him 
several times. Mm. Like, he accidentally blew up his oven. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and he said, he okay, I need to calm down. I need to let my intuition guide me. And because he got quite calmed down, got quiet, he was able to figure out how to clean his, like, wounds and stuff before the, um, you know, can get help arrive. Yeah, that's wild. So when you're talking about, like, some of the animals can trigger things within you or whatever, mm. um, I had the thought come in, like, it's important to understand what these things are triggering with inside of you mm-hmm. and understanding what that all means. And that's, yeah. like, the beginning of it all. That's, like, shadow stuff. That's yeah. definitely... Um, and that's something that shadow archetype will do mm. is to go in Shh, and... I had a download, man. Yeah. I, I'll talk about it more off of this. But <laughs> listeners are like, what? Not on? <laughs> um, yeah, again, with the Claire's information that comes in. But, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to touch on when it comes to the animal guides. If we've missed anything, we're going to be breaking stuff down, and we can always add to the next one. Yeah, like, I'm trying to see. So, I mean, ways to connect with them. Clearly, it's through meditation. You, If you want to, like, have that energy, that animal, like, with you, you can wear, like, jewelry that's associated with it. You can have images of it. Um, they're very powerful, very loving. They really help us connect with earth, which we often are disconnected from. And I don't know why. <laughs> like, we are part of her. We're, um, you know, we should be thanking her for letting us be here <laughs> instead of destroying her. <laughs> we'll talk about that in, in our group chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hey guys. it's an exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> we're actually going to have one of our um, buddies, well actually both of them, we were hoping we could get Dan back on, and then our other um, friend is amazing, Yeah, and we're trying to get him to talk on the show. He is like, very magical. Another wealth of knowledge. And, gosh, he is a wealth of knowledge. He is. <laughs> like, a wealth of knowledge. I don't even know what we're going to talk about when we talk with him. Like, I feel like it's just going to... It's going to unravel. Uh, we're letting him take the reins. We're, we're going to do <laughs> yeah. another round table, too, with the, both of them, hopefully. If they, like, want to do it. We're making plans. We've touched on it. We've no, we, it. we've pitched it, but yeah. whenever it co- whenever the time's right, there'll probably be another richy, witchy round table. Yeah, we'll see if Thomas will come back. We'll see if Tom Thomas Mooning will come back on. He will, hopefully. I don't hopefully. know. We don't know. We won't be, like, yeah. drunk on this one. <laughs> Give that a listen, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, (laughs) I think that's it with the animals. And, you know, if you have anything to add, feel free to join the conversation in a nice way. Like, everybody's experiences are different. This is how I learned them. I'm, um, new, like, I've, I feel like there's always, like, something that I want to, like, connect with and something new. And this is one of the things that I was mildly connected. I was like, oh, I'm open to whatever guides come in. But now I'm like having a newfound appreciation for the animal um, wisdom that comes. And I'll give you a quick anecdote. You know why? Why? That's the ancestors doing. You're tapping into mm-hmm. our bloodline. I probably am. This is definitely... I just did an ancestor healing. That's hilarious. <laughs> I did. No, I'm just... I'm keeping in downloads. I can't... We have, I'll, we have to hurry up. Um, <laughs> I'll just okay. tell you. So, um, uh, I think this is... Oh, I was going to say a quick anecdote. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I don't, we need to talk about my cats, actually. We don't need to. I love my kitties, but we don't need to. I was going to give you guys some, some stuff about, like, cats and their magical and how, like, once I start realizing that animal spirit, um, now I have certain animals that are hanging out around my house. And I think those are, like, 
connected with me, like bonding with that spirit. So everything so. incarnated on this plane is here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Everything, every creature, every blade of grass is here for a reason. Yeah. No, it should be honored. And everything should be honored. And that's including yourself. Honor yeah. yourself. But on that note, thank you for listening. Uh, when the music starts playing, we will have Reiki. So. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.